0: Down
1: the end of Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you
0: dig.
1: I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the, the money. money. Marissa Mendez is here. Oh Posted shit. Camp. Yeah. This is Marissa right here, right here. This is the reason why I'm flying at all you niggas. <laughs> you understand? This is my
0: dude. This is Marissa, man. This Taylor ganga died. We don't even gotta say shit, cause Marissa explains it all. And you do know that.
1: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Marissa Explains It All. It's me, Marissa, and this is Joyce. Hello. Who is currently reviewing this paperwork for this sketchy situation that my sketchy friend is trying to get me to be a part of. So, what I'm understanding is. She is opening a farm here in California. She's from the Midwest. She's doing it with like this scary drug dealer guy.
0: So I guess you have to preface and say that it's not like a farm with potatoes and pigs. Oh. <laughs> it's like a marijuana
1: farm. <laughs> a marijuana farm. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what I've here's what I've gathered thus far from the situation. To be a marijuana grower in the state of California and be able to grow unlimited shit on your farm or whatever, you have to own 50 acres of land or more. From what I understand, the la- the land that she, she's basically, well, she's a fucking idiot. So she has like this scary drug dealer that keeps like using her for shit. So she put all of this shit in her name and then, but he bought it allegedly. And then he just- <gasps>
0: Like, why? I, this all sounds bad. All
1: of it's so bad. So, anyway, so he bought all this land, allegedly, this greenhouse for like $10,000, some shit like that, and some drains or whatever. The f- I don't fucking understand. And, um but it's all in her name. And, like, when he stopped paying for it, she was getting fucked. I don't fucking know. Anywho, so turns out they only actually purchased 37 acres of land when they thought they had bought 50. So, when you have under 50 acres of land, you can grow, but you have to be um, designated as a caregiver for somebody with. A medical problem oh that they need to take marijuana for, take marijuana, have
0: smoke
1: marijuana for. Um, so she, this application here is, I need. I'm basically applying for my medical marijuana card, and yeah,
0: whoever this doctor is is like gonna get his freaking license revoked.
1: <laughs> and then no, they all do that. Even when I moved here, I did it online, and it was like yeah, a phone but this call. Is
0: like a whole operation.
1: Like what? I don't know. What is it? I haven't read it yet at no, all no, because no, no, no. I haven't. I'm
0: saying like what they're trying to get you to do. So he's trying. So basically... wait, right, hold on. It's not done.
1: I'm not done explaining. So oh, yeah. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to do this phone call with this whatever person, get my medical marijuana card and all that shit. And then I'll designate this person, my homegirl, as my caregiver. So depending on how many uh, plants my doctor allows me, so I'm basically going to say I have migraines and shit like that. They're going to grant me... They can grant me up to 99 plants allowed to be growing for For me at one time. For her migraines,
0: Marissa needs 99 (laughs) plants. Well,
1: that's the max they're allowed to grant. They may only end up granting like 20 plants at a time or some shit like that. But so... As a caregiver, she will have a designated area that says For Marissa Mendez, and those will be My 99 Plants. And then she can get other homies that live in the state of California with their medical marijuana thing and have grow plants for them, too. So essentially, in a nutshell, she wants me to apply for my license so she could do that. And she tells me that once I get that as well, I won't have to pay tax in the dispensaries, from what I understand.
0: That is yes. yes, and Yes and no. Well, because I don't pay tax to the dispensary I go to because I go to a real dispensary where it's only cash because they don't have their license,
1: uh, which are the
0: best ones because then you don't get ripped off for an eighth for like 70 bucks and you get it for like 20.
1: Yeah. And so she's going to pay me in like weed and stuff for this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really love it. I don't love it at all. That's why I haven't done it, and that the application that is still in there. It. I feel like she was over explaining it. And, and I when,
0: was like, uh... And whenever yeah.
1: you over explain something, I it think that suspicious. you're trying to get me, and so I no longer like you. But I don't know. It's either she's just an airhead who like, didn't really understand it herself, so she over explains, or it's bad. I don't know. Either way, I'm probably not going to do it, but that was the situation that was at hand. Gotcha. Thank you for uh, your concern. <laughs> <laughs> She already paid me to link her up with, like, some other weed connects, though, so... Oh, okay. That's... I got that going for me. What are your weed connects? I don't know. They need... They have, like, the guy... The drug dealer guy has, like, a, a type of... Brand, a brand that they only grow in the Bay, and he, I connected him with the growers. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because cool. I happen to know them because... I randomly <laughs> happen to know random people all the fucking time, which segues perfectly into my next story about how I just came back from being on tour. And it was pretty cool because I met up with my friends that are on the road and I had been looking at their tour dates for a while. I wanted to join them at some point. I just was looking for a, a good time for myself, a good time for them, and then cities that I actually wanted to visit. So their tour was hitting um, Seattle and Portland like this past weekend earlier this week which I thought was super cool because I always wanted to go to Seattle and Portland. Me too. So um, I flew out to Seattle and I met them there. And it was just super cool because I have a random friend in Seattle. Well, he's random. I have a random friend in Seattle who um, 10 years, what year are we in? 2019? Yeah, 10 fucking years ago on Twitter was, uh, I'd only been on Twitter for like a year at that point, And I was French Montana's assistant still. So um, we just all had like a little community of like, up-and-coming bloggers and hip-hop kids and shit and so he was just a kid with um, a pretty popular blog out in seattle and so we all followed each other and shit like that and i got him a french montana interview i think back in the day or at least a french montana shout out maybe i can't remember but we've been online twitter friends for a decade now and so we finally met for the first time in person in seattle when i landed he met me at their popular uh the pike pike market pikes market or Mm -hmm. some shit like that So we did that. That was pretty cool. We went exploring on a few of the floors. And you showed me, like, the gum wall and shit like that. Then I met up with the boys. Seattle show was super cool. Then the next day was Portland. And I had another girlfriend in Portland who I met her through Joe Budden. She's one of Joe's friends uh, from years ago. When I used to live with Joe in 2011, she... um, she was just around, so I became friends with her, and I don't know how they know each other. But she lives in Portland now, so she came and met me. She picked me up from the tour bus and we went and we went to a dispensary and we drove around and we smoked and we saw the views and it was fucking cool. That sounds so fun. It was, and it was just like being high in a brand new city, like overlooking this amazing view in this peaceful setting with my home girl that I know like through music, as I'm about to go back to being backstage with my friends who have made like a whole living off of music who I get to one have the luxury of joining them on the road because my musical job allows me the flexibility and two just that my musical job has introduced me to them over the years and that I got to go with all of them so I don't know it was like it. Was, I mean I, I'm thankful all the time and grateful but I feel like I just had such an omer- overwhelming sense of gratitude in that moment like I'm really 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 fucking blessed to fucking basically have the thing I'm passionate about the most like pay my bills and offer me like the coolest fucking life experiences like on the planet earth and like touring this was my second tour and um it was rough but touring is rough and then touring this time I mean like when I woke up from This from Portland, no, 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 Seattle to Portland, it was Monday morning. So I had to work for Double XL. So the entire tour bus was sleeping. And I'm just up at eight o'clock in the morning, sitting in the front of the bus on the couch, like fucking writing for Double XL while everyone else is dead. And the bus water had to be filtered out and it wasn't yet. So it was basically like brown. So I couldn't brush my teeth in the sink and I cannot. Like, you know how some people can get up, eat breakfast, do things, and they brush their teeth when they shower? No,
0: I got to get up, make a poo-poo. Thank you so much for <laughs>
1: sharing that. Teeth. Okay, too much. But yeah, I have to, like, that's the first thing I have to do when I wake up is brush my teeth. Like, I cannot operate I without brushing my teeth. It's so disgusting It just to me. feels wrong. Yeah, it does. So I brush, had to brush my teeth with fucking coconut water. <laughs> <laughs> then um, all that was really around was a piece of bread. So that was my breakfast. And I worked until 1. Everyone was still sleeping at 1. So 1 mostly on tours too, which you just started to tell me about one of your friends that's on tour. And I, and I wanted to tell you like the difference. So I guess, I don't know. I don't think it honestly depends. Well, part of it depends on the caliber of the artist, but other times I think it depends on like how tight the tour schedule is too, Mm -hmm. because you were just telling me before we, um, started recording that your friend has been put in like five star hotels every night, which is Mm -hmm. so fucking lit. And My friends that I was on the road with, they were getting hotels sometimes, but because like you know, you have to go to every city, new, every new night. Like a lot of times they don't even get hotels and you just shower in the venue like we did in Europe too. So that was fucking Monday in, uh, where were we? Seattle. So like once I finally finished with Double XL, I went and then like you have to, you go into backstage or whatever. And you basically, I don't even think it's where the players shower because a lot of times you are in like where like football Lawrence. players pee and shit like that. Did I just say pee? Play. <laughs> <laughs> they also do pee there. Um, but it looks more like it's like, I mean, I, Maybe they're specifically set up for artists, but it literally looks like like a public bathroom shower. Like it's like
0: like in a community pool. Yes,
1: that's exactly like so. That's what I have to shower. But you have in.
0: stalls, or are you like in one room where everybody is butt ass naked? Oh no no, no 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 no! no. <laughs> I used to go to a community <laughs> pool when I was younger, and they used to have those types of showers, and I remember just being. Standing and just seeing all these like naked ladies for the first time, and like nobody preparing me. It's like I literally walk in and I'm just like, <laughs> just, like titties, and I'm like, mom Why are you vaginas? So <laughs> well, obviously I was a very like polite kid, so I wasn't gonna be like boo. <laughs> I would just stand there and I was just like, what the fuck is
1: going on? Wow, that just reminded me of my first experience in a locker room too at the club. It was called. It was like a sports club in Woolbridge, my hometown, and just seeing all people and their boobs out, and I was like, whoa.
0: Yeah, I was like, what the. What fuck is going on but yeah
1: like these are mostly like that except in the four or five i've been in like bathrooms set up like this there's usually only like one shower so each person just goes or okay. whatever and so like this time I, I was like third in line behind two boys so i had to fucking wait then i completely forgot that like it was a tour and not like hotel rooms and shit so i had no body wash i had oh she she went in there trying to like use up a little sample exactly and so I had literally nothing so I had to wash my entire body with my face wash which is all I had I had no washcloth so I had to use another a full towel as my washcloth like it's so not glamorous but I think that makes it like a little bit more fun which is why I was telling you before we recorded too like doing that for mad days would not be a good time but doing it for a couple days is pretty cool and yeah then you get over it and then it's time to come back home which is what I did but I also wanted to say too I just I think like you think of tours I mean they are like they are rock star lifestyle type Mm -hmm. shit but at the same time like there is so much downtime what did you think I was gonna say
0: much that goes into it. Oh, yeah, that too. That was my
1: next thing. Yeah. Like, there are so many working parts to a tour and it's like a real true business and some people, like... (gasps) literally like that is what they make a living doing like there are you know companies and like a lot of people that like some people go into the business of touring and they are lighting experts and so they'll be taken out on tour with like a kid cutty and this person and that person and they'll do the lighting and i met a girl on this tour who was assisting um the artist that i was with and she had just gotten hired for this tour her father is like some, I don't want to say super famous, but in that world, a very well-known lighting expert who works with the Red Hot Chili Peppers for like years. Yeah. Yeah, So she, uh, her father had met the artist that I was with and he was like, oh, my daughter is, you know, 20 years old. Like, so then they um, hired her for this tour. But yeah, it was like, there's like a whole lighting team. There's like the setup team for the, like the stage crew so that's and what like
0: I was, my friends. She is currently on tour with a huge artist mm-hmm. at the moment. I think that the artist that she's with is like one of the top ten in the charts right now. Oh lit!
1: Um, so that's so in the scheme of things, then that would be like a very
0: huge budget, a big budget. Yeah, I'm that's what sure I was looking it's for. A yeah, huge yeah, yeah. And it's the first tour um that she's been on she like Mm -hmm. got this random opportunity and she was like oh I'll do it and she's just damn
1: she's gonna be set up for fail not failure but like such a high tier tour to go down lower so she's just a
0: runner she like she even says it herself she's just doing really like kind of basic stuff getting the costumes together she's like ordering candles and making sure that they're arriving at the next location she's just like kind of doing all basically fulfilling like
1: the rider and shit like that
0: yeah like little like bits and bobs and like whatever but It's pretty cool because she first was all throughout the U.S. So first she thought she was only going to be gone for two weeks and it turned out to be like
1: 12 weeks. That's awesome. And in
0: every single city that she went to, she had homies. So when there was downtime, she could hit them up and be Mm -hmm. like, I want to grab dinner. And then she was in L.A. for five days and this artist performed at the Palladium for three nights in a row. And they put my friend in a hotel room she said everywhere that they've been she gets her own hotel room at a five star hotel they like stayed at the kimpton everly hotel which is really really nice know, it's in hollywood fire um and now she's in fucking europe that's and they lit. are just doing like the whole run but they also do sleep on the tour bus as well they don't always Yeah sleep it's on not
1: always bus. like yeah because um yeah. you know if you have an off day in between cities then they will put you in a hotel in the meantime but there and there's also a lot of laws for um how much the bus driver is allowed to operate the vehicle and all that stuff so there'll be like miscellaneous breaks too because the tour bus driver has to stop and sleep and so they'll get the hotel bus uh, i mean the tour bus driver a hotel room sometimes and um yeah I guess it just depends but and because the budget it makes more sense like the driver will get a room but the bus still stays on the bus and so everyone will just and then probably the main artist will get a room too and then that'll be it but yeah it's really cool just to see that I guess coming from a fan perspective it just gives you such a even greater respect for everybody and including the artist too because it really is a rigorous fucking schedule and some cities you are doing fucking interviews and meet and greets and all that other shit on top of actually performing and then partying at night and either it's a party just for you and your friends or, you or gotta like you got to do an appearance. Make an appearance exactly also
0: too the artists that you went with were dudes and like i you know i have to say i feel like it's a lot easier for guys just oh to like, yeah. do the rough shower type of thing but you know for us girls like you have to do your hair you have to do your makeup so it's like that goes in like you mm-hmm. have to cram that in there somehow and like it's a lot. But um I have another friend who's a tour manager Ooh. for pretty big artists as uh-huh. well. And, yeah, his whole job is literally to arrange the flights, to arrange the bus, to arrange the stops, to arrange the food. Like, every single detail. You can't just be driving around and being like, let's stop at McDonald's. Yo, there's so... You
1: guys, like, you just don't understand. Like, there are just so many major, major, major details that go into this shit. Like, it's, it's, it's a little moving business, like, a full business. Yeah, you're of not like, <laughs> like, on a road trip,
0: like, just with your friends. Right. Like, like, you get to stop and be like, yo, pull over, I really want Chick-fil-A or something. Right. Like, it's like, you gotta be at a certain place at a certain time, and if you don't, you might get fined and, like, all this shit. So, like, and also, I think we talked about this on the episode when you're talking about the Europe tour, but... Like, parking these buses, you can't just park them anywhere. Yeah, they have specific
1: locations. Um, You cannot poop on a tour bus. Very, very important. Nor can you flush toilet paper down the toilet. You can literally only pee in the toilet. Girls, you have to throw your toilet paper in the toilet. I mean, I'm sorry, in the garbage can. And pooping is, like, a whole th- – I can't believe I'm, using- I'm saying that word. That it- This is taking so much out of me, and I just said it multiple times. Um. And, yeah – oh, my God, I'm going to say it again. I don't know how else to get around it. But I mean, going, to- going number two – there we go. Um. Yeah, literally. And so, like, you know, obviously it was an issue that came, arose yeah. for me at some point. And so I literally, like, Googled, like, what do other people do in these situations or whatever? And there's, like, a whole Reddit, like – thread of different people and what do they do when they have to poop on tour because like you know no what the fuck
0: do you you, do you have
1: to hold it sometimes when you're you
0: have to take like uh, what's the opposite is there like something that holds your
1: that Stuff constipates in. you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like <the opposite laughs> but, but like literally, like they were saying, like if you're in the, you know, it's the middle. Of the, basically, there's not many people that can just tell that the bus driver stop. I mean, they will stop, but like you're holding up Everyone. everybody. And, and it, it,
0: like, and you if you're
1: not the main artist, like you may not even have that juice nine out of ten times, and everyone's going to hate like you. An you're <laughs> yeah. Like, at, like the lowest. <laughs> exactly. Like, no one's going to give a fuck that you have to take go to the bathroom. So yeah, and like you know, most of the times from what I experience have experienced like they leave two, three in the morning from one city after the show and to go into the next city or whatever. So everyone said like you kind of get to get on a schedule. And so make sure that you go before you guys embark for the night. And if you wake up in the morning and you're in the middle of, like, a 12-hour drive, you're going to just kind of have to, like, rock out. But, like, once you park at the venue, then you can go, you know, go to the bathroom in the venue. And our – both mornings, we were there by 8 a.m. at the new venue each time, Seattle. And uh, the next night, we went to fucking Medford, Oregon. And um, That's so
0: funny. Bro, it was
1: in the middle of the – I like how
0: you're saying it's <laughs> middle of nowhere because my friend just got back from literally medford
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like literally cat we were on we were on a um it was like a ranch where they have a live cattle auction like that was where the concert was <laughs> it was the fucking and like there At was
0: Oregon yeah. I actually spent every summer there growing up so I, it has a sweet spot in my heart okay
1: I played Oregon Trail when I was a kid so also uh a, a place of interest. Oriental <laughs> was really
0: fun though. I hated
1: that game to be honest. It was not. I would I
0: always know. get was distir- distir- Oh, it was like dist- a disease dist- that like killed dist- you, dist- right?
1: The D. <laughs> I, I honestly think I only played it one time. It just the colors were so dreary for me that I just could not. They're like get the same colors
0: it. as Temple Run.
1: Yeah, another game I did not play.
0: Oh, I'm so good at it. Every time I go to Dave & I get to relive my tumble run
1: day. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Random
0: off topic. Yeah,
1: but yeah. So yeah, every morning at 8 a.m. we would get to the venue, so I could. But like the first morning, I was kind of shy, and like I said, everyone was sleeping, and the only people that were up were the tour managers because they have to be up as soon as you get to the venue. Get in there, make sure everything's in the rooms, do all that stuff. Um, so I was too shy to like ask anyone where I could like go to the bathroom, so I literally held it from like the time I woke up at eight right. o'clock in the morning until one pm when I was done with work and then I like felt it was it was so important we were like, I, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like I had to go wander and then I found the bathroom and I was good to go and then I showered later and stuff like that but yeah, um touring is really cool and if you guys ever have an opportunity to experience it or if you want to work in music and you maybe just, like, have no fucking idea what you want to do, what your skill is, where you want to start. Maybe something like that is, you know, you could do the technical side. You could do the setups, the lights, the stuff like that, that be, we can get a start.
0: That's another thing, too. Like, if you are interested in music and you aren't musically inclined or talented, there's so many jobs so that the industry creates. You could be an entertainment lawyer. You could be, like – a writer a mm-hmm. journalist there's like so many different avenues and that's like what we're highlighting it's just awesome
1: yeah it really is so in conclusion much respect to all of the many people that l- literally live that life that shit is <sighs> grueling as hell um and oh and for the downtime too it's like Like I said, you can get into a city at 8 a.m. Showtime is not until 8 p.m. And if you're an early bird and everyone else is sleeping, like there's, you literally just, there's nothing to fucking do. And if you're in a city like Medford, Oregon, it's not like you can like go sightseeing throughout the day and meet up with all your friends in town because there are likely none of your friends in Medford, Oregon. And then I flew out of Medford actually. And I was in the airport and I had just like, it was just a random city and I just got there. So I had no idea where I was. So I'm on the phone with, I think my mom. And she's like, where are you? I was like, honestly, I have no idea what city I'm in. And I guess there was like a local person sitting next to me. And he was so angry. He's like, you're in Medford, Oregon. And I was like, okay, <laughs> angry. And he rolled his eyes so hard. I was like, I, I, I felt, so, and their airport had like, there was no terminals. It was just three Gates, one, two, three. That was the whole airport. Honestly, <laughs> I
0: wish we had that here. Because oh. I'm getting fucking sick of LAX and their bullshit. Have, They're...
1: have you flown with the new Not yet, LAX but let it. me just
0: say, two airports to accommodate however millions of people live in the city is just not right. We need a new fucking airport. Like,
1: and not only that, but I feel like Burbank Airport is not even a fraction of what LAX is, so...
0: I I I can never really get flights out of airport. everything. Yeah, we
1: need like a whole other one Maybe like in, in the, the ocean. valley. Oh, <laughs> I was I'm thinking gonna, like Like
0: in the ocean and you dig a tunnel, like a like a underground. Yeah, that probably subway tunnel back into the city.
1: I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's the top top <laughs> five idea. <laughs> but maybe like. Like Calabasas area since that's all the way up there, and then the other airport's all the way down there, and then Burbank's all the way on the other side. So it kind of covers. Sure, like, we
0: just need another fucking airport, guys. I mean, they have New York Long has Beach three, Airport. Why don't we get three?
1: And they are three major airports. Like we have like, Long Beach Airport as well as what's the one S- Santa Ana, and Burbank, but they're all like Schmidian.
0: I've never even heard of Santa Ana.
1: Yeah, before. it's um. It's there. I don't know how else to describe it. I flew uh, when I didn't fly, when I didn't have my companion pass. I had to buy Christmas travel my first year, 2017 Christmas. And boy. And you had to have
0: Mike drive you to buttfuck nowhere. Is that what happened? I think
1: I flew out of Long Beach and flew back into Santa Ana. One of them had like three connections. Like literally it was so expensive to fly on Christmas time. Like I had to buy the most bargain of bargain flights and that included you know, flying out of essentially Nevada. (laughs) (laughs) Flights
0: to New York for Thanksgiving right now are like $1,100. Are you serious? Yeah, because I went just, I was like, oh, I have the four-day weekend. Let me go hang out with my friend. Worst idea ever. I went on there. Wow. It's cheaper to get a round-trip flight to Paris than it is to have a round-trip flight to Savannah, Georgia for Thanksgiving. To go to Paris, it's only $612 out of LAX.
1: I paid $112 to go to Paris last year on my,
0: you, on my companion pass. <laughs> what are you going to do when this man gets a girlfriend or something? I don't know. <laughs>
1: and I'm and I'm paying 167 round trip to go to London. So nice. I know. It's so really nice. fucking – it really is a beautiful thing. And I'm going – oh, I have a flight in five hours. I'm going home to see Alanis Morissette's no uh, Broadway play. Not the concert. I'm very upset. But – I mean, not very upset. Well – backtrack Alanis Morissette is going to actually play Jagged Little Pill I want to say at the Apollo or some random shit like that in like the first week of December which I would really love to see but I will not be around but I am going to see the debut of her Broadway play Jagged Little Pill this weekend so it's basically supposed to be she's not in it but I guess they're like performing songs from the album and like scenes inspired by the album I honestly have literally no idea what I'm supposed to expect at all. I just know I like the album and I'm going to New York to see it. And um, yeah, I kind of want to be a hoe this weekend. Just thinking about it, but I probably won't be. How are you
0: going to fulfill that?
1: Just go back to some old dick in New York, honestly. So it really won't be a hoe. It's honestly just regular shit, but I think I'm going to just stay celibate till 2020.
0: That's a good plan. I guess you know what's crazy twenty fucking twenty. Like w- before, you were talking about music and your career. It's the end of a freaking decade. Like a what real decade. In the last ten years. Ten years ago, I was twelve.
1: Ten year. Wow, Joyce.
0: Because <laughs> I was trying to think of what happened to me in the last ten years, and I was like, oh yeah, I am drastically different.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> I had
0: braces and was in the seventh grade.
1: Ten years ago. Yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) to put that in perspective is like whoa that's so great 10 years ago was november 2009 no ceilings had recently come out let me see when exactly siri when did little wayne no ceilings come out
0: no worries featuring detail
1: bitch i said no ceilings
0: You said it the most clear that you could have said. I know.
1: And then no ceilings. Little Wayne, November 16th, 2009. Wow. Literally in two days will be (laughs) so good. I am so good with dates. No one is better. Anyway, just kidding. That's kind of
0: true. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen, Marissa? Now that you're like high a lot more of the time, do you think you're going to be able to remember as distinctly?
1: I'm very curious to see how that goes. Thus far, I have not experienced any memory loss at all. And I'm still pretty witty and quick with my dates and lyrics. So actually, someone commented today on my Instagram uh, post and said that I should teach a a class about how to caption my Uh, pictures. Because every
0: time I send her a picture, I'm like, what should I caption this? She's like, I don't
1: know. Yeah, but but (laughs) I I responded. I'm like, you can't teach that. It's literally just like one-liners from fucking mixtape cuts from the 2000s because that's what's that's what my head is and segue perfection chicks tape five is out tonight do you i feel like we've talked you like chicks tape before me didn't you or is, am i making that up
0: you're making this up.
1: did you ever listen to any of the chicks tapes no neither did i so i can't say yeah. <laughs> but Okay. Okay. So Tory Lanez has been doing this chicks tape series since before he was like big. I guess that was like what helped him get big.
0: I have never listened to Tory Lanez.
1: I didn't ever, and it's it's so funny <laughs> Still have it. because there's like an infamous episode of I'll name this podcast later in the early days. And Joe was a Tory stan, really? and yeah, and Bryson Tiller was really popular at the time too. This was 2015. I was gonna
0: say it must have been 2015.
1: And there was a whole episode, literally a full hour long episode of Joe and Rory just debating back and forth who's better, Tory Lanes or Bryson Tiller. And I probably said one sentence the entire. It was the worst episode ever.
0: Tiller. He makes. A reappearance.
1: He's soon. recording. He got mad songs with Guap and everything. Guap oh, really? has been working. He was on Summer
0: Walker's album. Yeah, he's around. Which, by the way, she canceled her
1: tour. I mean, she has social anxiety. We kind of talked about it, didn't we? Yeah, well, we did. yeah. it truly really
0: makes sense. Yeah. After what we just described, it's like grueling.
1: But at the same time, that is your one of your biggest money makers as an artist. But uh, you know, I feel like can't make her do what she doesn't yeah. want to do. Um, what was he talking about? The tape. The tape, toy tape, chicks tape. Oh, um. But even back then, I remember them mentioning it, mentioning chicks tape series, and it sounded like something I would really love. I just never cared enough to actually go look into it. But I don't know if you know what it is now. But Do explain. What he does is he just remixes and like reworks popular songs from the nineties and the two thousands. Oh. And it's really fucking cool. And um, apparently, I guess he hasn't done one in a minute. And now it's even more interesting, mainly why I wanted to talk about it. Because to do something like this now in the streaming era, whereas, I mean, that oh. Piff still exists and stuff like that, but no one is particularly putting out a mixtape only on like that Piff and shit like that because of you know, they're going to be losing out on a lot of money if they're not going to be able to be on Apple and Spotify and all that other, all the other streaming services. And also
0: people need, like, how, like no one really downloads music Yeah, it's, it's tough it's to, so I mean, I'm different. sure they have an app,
1: but I don't know how. Who the
0: fuck has the DatPiff app on their phone? A lot of
1: people, actually. Really? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dat uh, Piff. But it's just such an interesting concept to consider now because of all of the samples and things that, that literally what the you know it's basically what a real mixtape used to be you take a beat and you fucking mm-hmm. rework work it like Lil Wayne did with all his shit all the droughts and stuff like that and um so I would love to actually talk to Tori more and kind of like learn what the process to this was really or whoever worked with him on it but so yeah he uh is dropping a new one tonight and he put out the track list and so he got all of the artists to actually obviously to clear the sample not only that but they are all got on the new songs too oh
0: shit Yeah,
1: it's so fucking lit and I'm t- like
0: I wanna know what these songs like uh, I've
1: been the one in my story I've been playing the I'm um Sprung version him and T-Pain redid I'm um Sprung it is so good stop
0: okay I'm actually really excited no, now so that you're describing this no it's so
1: good anymore. I wanna see if um I can read you the track list I was just shout out T-Pain too oh my god I, I'm, I think he's finally getting his flowers right now because because of all the all the conversations that have been surrounding him and it's really really making me happy you you
0: guys don't know t-pain had to cancel his tour yep and he was so honest about it he was like there was a lack of sales and i'm sorry and i love my fans blah, blah 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 but uh yeah to see like him getting love was
1: really great because the response to the fact that he was so honest about that um, because a lot of other artists will always say, like, oh, I'm exhausted, or there's production issues, or, you know, something happened. He was just honest, like, bro, my tickets didn't sell. And it really like sparked a lot of conversation about how great of an artist he is and things like that. And um hopefully it will help him for the next round. But here, so I've pulled up the track list. Also really cool the artwork he's been doing for it. Like he got a Shanti to pose for the cover with um like a t-mobile sidekick and the doing dream. all that stuff and then he did the artwork like a napster lineup or Limewire. Line awesome. so, so, so you know. jalisa opens it up from uh the basement and um bet and all that shit from back in the day he redid the trade it all with jagged edge and D-Domain, jermaine dupree um he did um sprung with t-pain he did beauty and the ben's called i mean a song called beauty in the ben's featuring snoop dogg so i'm feeling like that's beautiful. You're beautiful. I think it's probably that. Blowing Minds slash Ladies Introduction. That's a skit. The Take featuring Chris Brown. I'm thinking that's Take take You Down. Oh, if
0: it is. Oh my God. Let me just tell you guys that it's actually my favorite fucking song then this time. is gonna be
1: lit um, actually though broken promises. So
0: de- wait how do i listen
1: to this it's out tonight on everything oh cool. yeah um broken promises it doesn't say featuring so i don't know what that's a remix of the fargo splash featuring Ludacris, so splash waterfalls i'm assuming um love sounds featuring the dream yes sir does not have a feature so don't know what that is i want
0: the dream to perform at my wedding
1: okay um best of you featuring maya oh that's about to be you as fuck the cry featuring mario so redid um i think crying out for you was the song that was oh nine still waiting featuring trey songs still waiting what would that be oh i can't help but wait oh wow a fool's take running back featuring ashanti oh that's probably um foolish uh thoughts featuring Lloyd and Lil Wayne oh my god that's the that's you the song you mm-hmm. were you like five when that came out probably wait. we just
0: established this
1: wait you oh six how old are you uh
0: if I was uh, seven, nine.
1: Oh. okay well that song's great room 112 featuring slim and nice from 112 and another skit. Bro, this shit is about to be I'm actually so really excited for this project. Good.
0: This is one I I play one album a month basically is my my going record for the year. So,
1: have you still not tried Guap's album? No.
0: Not that I'm adver- like I know, I know I know I just don't I don't know. I live under a fucking rock, guys.
1: I um Damn. has did Dave East's album come out before our last episode or a- I think after. Dave East's new album is out now uh survival i'm going to go ahead and bet my life savings on the fact that you have not heard it yet either nope no life Um, (laughs) savings i my review of the album is that it's okay what i do love is dave made a truly new york album he got the skits he got a little DJ Clue Drop situation going on, like the 2000s mixtape era kind of shit. Um, he has the random fucking R&B singer that no one has ever heard of. Always a staple of a New York album, literally every time. Uh, he did not- he was the t- artist. It's literally just. I'm sure it's like a homie or some shit. Oh, I have no fucking idea. No. But like every fucking New York album that came out when I, I was a kid and shit, like it always had like a random fucking R and B singer on a song. I mean, it also would have like other major ones. It would just be like one track featuring like little boo like boo, <laughs> like, and it's probably their homie from back home that they like gave a look on the album because he could kind of sing a little bit. Um, the album is a fucking hour and thirty minutes long, which is like. it sounds so crazy someone said like oh that shit is so fucking long but like that's literally how long albums used to be back in the day
0: yeah Yeah, that's but
1: now they're fucking like
0: 41 minutes not even yeah like 30 39 minutes minutes and shit
1: like it's so weird to me but yes i'm really happy about that but dave you know i'm no fucking like rap connoisseur but i feel like i know a few things like dave is really more of a lyricist he can his song-making ability is okay. He just got bars for days. So there are a good bunch of tracks on there. The one with Nas, Godfather 4, is so New York and such a fucking vibe. Like, he really got some some good shit on there. And then there are other tracks, like the ones where they put other R&B singers on. And you could just tell they were, like, trying so hard to make the For the Ladies kind of records. Like, And they all fall so Short and he even has one with Ty Dolla Sign that is so bad. It's <laughs> like I don't even know. I I don't know who cleared that. It's like the worst <laughs> record. And like for me to say that, you know, I really want to love a Dave East Ty Dolla Sign record. I feel like
0: that's like Marissa's. <laughs>
1: yeah, like it's everything I would that's love. Marissa
0: Mendez's name like on oh, it. should have been like,
1: called Marissa Mendez's song. <laughs> it should have. Like I probably a and R did unknowingly just, but like. It's so, it's so bad. I wonder if I can, like, play the hook without it getting taken down. I just want you to, like, just want you to understand how bad it really fucking is. Let's see. Apple Music, Dave, Eve. By the way, do yes. you only
0: use Apple Music?
1: I only I use Apple Music. I want to
0: Spotify, I think.
1: No. Their
0: playlists are, well, you have all your stuff, blah, 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 okay. blah, but... I feel like part of the reason why I don't listen to new music is just cuz I don't know where to find it and everyone always tells me that they just
1: always got it cheap right
0: can y'all price for cheaper naked automatic fuck life so good she can't even wow. walk right <laughs> oh black hoodie
1: Side, 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 yeah, I, it. I never want to hear Davies in the background of a Dolla All song going let's work let's work <laughs> <laughs> that is like literally never what I want to hear from Davies and I would like to think that most Davies fans also don't want to hear him saying let's work multiple times behind, but like from that quick snippet did you enjoy you seemed to bop your head so it upset me that you weren't agreeing with me
0: I mean I it, it wasn't intolerable you made it sound like it was
1: all right it the just freaking baby shark song <laughs> I honestly I don't I don't really mind that song too much probably prefer that over, it played
0: fucking four times in a row at Buffalo Wild Wings the other day and I just want to know why why
1: I guess they Who did that? You. There were
0: no fucking kids in there, okay? Everybody was drunk, drinking beers, and eating wings. There were no children in sight.
1: Well, drunk people, I would think they enjoy something like that. Sometimes? Um, oh. We got an email, but uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's just go to the email and maybe it'll segue us into other things. Um, okay. Hey, Marissa, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I'm glad Joyce is still holding it down, not like the other co-host who flaked on you. I'm legally blind and I don't go out much, so I love listening to all your entertaining stories, industry stories, flyouts, and et cetera. But I do have been uh, one I do have one complaint. This year, there's been a lot of weeks where you didn't drop a podcast episode or you don't show up to your own podcast and your co-hosts have to hold it down. Hopefully, you won't miss any for 2020 because the MEIA podcast fans want to listen to Marissa on Marissa Explains It All. Which brings me to my question, what plans do you have for the podcast for 2020? Two- 2020 will you ever have amber guap dad Leah, mike zombie back on the podcast will you have any new celebrities on well king art i definitely am going to be doing a lot more interviews in 2020 it sucks right now because i actually have pending interviews that are supposed to be happening but we don't have the studio back until dash is up and running which they gave us an update like two weeks ago and it just said that they're still working on it so i'm hoping by December we'll be back in the studio and we will be going very very hard with the interviews there will be more celebrities but I also really want to highlight more of like I want to have somebody on that does the fucking lighting on tours and shit mm-hmm. like that you know what I mean like I want to have
0: I those kind of somebody really when I was in high school there was this guy who's like a couple years older than me and he um did like stage for like at school mm-hmm. like stage crew Mhm. Like the next thing I fucking knew, like, four years later, he's, like, doing Coachella sets and, like, these huge venues and, like, I just see all these pictures because I follow him on Instagram still and I'm, like, whoa. That's really Somebody awkward. actually does this shit. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we could have him. Matter of fact, we should have him and then my girlfriend, she does... um she basically oversees like merchandising and um, meet and greets for a lot of different tours. So like in the last couple years since I've known her, she went out on the TDE tour and was responsible for like all of Kendrick's meet and greets. She went out on uh the JLo tour did all of J-Lo's meet and greets. She did John Mayer's tour. So she does some really fucking cool shit too. Um, so I think it might actually be, you know, I, like I would love to just have different people like that on. Um, I also, we're gonna have an episode coming soon where I'm gonna have some of like the actual people that work in the cannabis industry out in the Bay. I wanna have them on too. Like I really wanna get more, Weed conversations going and everything. So we can expect all of that. I'm definitely going to have Amber back on. There's a lot to talk about with her.
0: All the guests that you mentioned are like our favorite Friends of the, yeah, exactly. Friends of the pod.
1: Yeah, this week is actually one year since we dropped our Amber and Guap Dad uh, episode, which was really fun too. And obviously there's a lot to, and neither one have been back I think since, right? So there's definitely a lot. We need to get updated with WAP. He's lived a lot of life in the last year. And Amber has lived a lot of life and brought more life. I was going <laughs> to
0: Welcome, Sam. So. Yeah,
1: so we're definitely going to have all of those on. So thank you. I really honestly appreciate the email. I will be making sure that I'm... It sucks because this entire episode is going to be a day late on top of everything. So I'm already not quite on schedule for that you. That's kind of my
0: bad, but...
1: Yeah, well... Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. I can't. Yeah, okay. I'm not even. I'm not yeah. even take, I was about to start to try to take responsibility, but no. Um, okay, and then the only other thing I guess we could talk about Drake being booed. It's like
0: Flognaw happened this past weekend.
1: Yeah, Camp F- Tyler the Creator's annual festival. It was his eighth year, and that
0: is in fucking sane.
1: I, Let, I don't have as much of an emotional connection to it as I'm assuming I you do.
0: Do only because like.
1: Eight California. Years. And Los
0: Angeles specifically. And also when he started out, he was a fucking child. Like yeah. if I'm a child, he was more of a child than I was I am a child oh, now. He's
1: older than you though, but yeah.
0: I know, but mm-hmm. when he started doing all this, he was like 17.
1: Word. I, Which 22. is pretty much older <laughs> than you are now still. Um no, it's not <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, so they booed Drake offstage. And like it's so there's so many layers to it because it's like on one hand you know the tile of the creator crowd is like the cynical we hate mainstream we're underground we love it but at the same time it's hit or miss with those kind of kids too because there's the ones that like don't care for the mainstream but genuinely will appreciate it if like a drake does show up to somewhere where they're at it's like oh shit all right fuck it this is lit and then there's the other angry ones that just want to be a douche nugget and um Looks like majority of those were the attendees at Flognaw this year and boot them off stage. And it's just such an interesting example of like where we are as a culture right now, too. Like,
0: Well, just because somebody is super mainstream doesn't mean that they're actually like beloved by everyone.
1: But they are, though. This, I mean, it's like they are But also,
0: I would say that, too, like, if those same kids were in the crowd and you know that, like, you're with your friends or, like, and you know that that – like, they don't like Drake and then all of a sudden they're starting to be a dick writer because Drake is on stage, that's kind of fake, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and also – they were really expecting Frank to be on the bill, and he was supposed to be. I think that was what probably really what it
1: was. I think it was the disappointment of not getting the elusive Frank Ocean, and instead which getting Drake.
0: Really thought it was gonna be Frank Ocean. Yeah. Like people, like it's kind of like. Down.
1: You know, soda's good, and chocolate milk is also good, but when you go to take a sip of chocolate yeah, milk, be- and then it's actually soda, and you ha- you just were not fucking expecting soda, you fucking lose your That's mind. A good analogy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that happened
1: to me once. I don't like soda, and I like chocolate milk, and to t- expect, like, warm, creamy, not warm, but, like, creamy goodness on your lips, and then to get, like, harsh bubbles and, like, shock? It was, like... You I might trying. as well have drunk poison at the moment. It was literally like the equivalent feeling of like drinking poison in the moment because you just were not expecting it. So I guess that's it. When you're in for Frank Ocean and you get Drake.
0: Two completely different artists as well.
1: And I'm sure some of these kids probably get to see Drake often in concert because it's not like he's a stranger to festivals and shit like that. So it was probably even less have exciting. Have seen Drake in concert? Um, I have many blah, times. Blah,
0: blah, 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 blah. I don't think that I have.
1: I have with... Uh, he toured with wayne a lot so back when i was like a huge stan and like going to every little wayne show that ever existed i saw him like 14 trillion times and as an adult not standing for little wayne probably a handful more just because i always am at a concert for some sort of reason and not a good segue but gonna go here anyway and then we can close out well, i
0: was gonna bring up something too, yes so go we have more Oh, what are you okay, well, I was gonna say back to the uh ending of a decade thing. Oh shit,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. How
0: like there have been so many new things that have just popped up in the last ten years that are radically di- like life is so different. You no, you order a pizza so on your iPhone, what is an iPhone? That didn't exist 10. yes it did well
1: yeah, barely i had an iphone in 07 oh okay, nice well. yeah close though but yeah but like no but you, to your point like we really couldn't do half of the shit we do like there was no postmates uber uber eats none of that shit back then and we've literally been like at the front line of the advent of all of this technology piece by piece so like, we can remember the first time we used uber eats the first time we used postmates like first time we used uber Lyft. that shit is like we you don't have to interact with humans at all anymore for well, shit. Well, I
0: mean, yeah, and I, I was listening to this um, podcast that just came out that's actually kind of explaining, you know, right now we're ha- we're going through the fucking streaming wars. There's Apple Plus and Disney Plus and HBO Go and Hulu and Netflix and all these different companies, and they were explaining, like, tech companies as well, so, like, we were just filed for bankruptcy. because Really? They, yeah, because – At the end of the day, like, the concept of WeWork is nothing new. They're literally just renting buildings, making them look pretty, and then marketing them to millennials as, like, this – international like network of whatever but it's literally just a fucking office building that has free coffee and kombucha
1: like and you have to pay monthly i believe right
0: well it's a fee so you either pay like a fee to use the facilities or you're actually renting an office that's like your office Uh there's like different models to it but a lot of these companies like uber and we work and all of these things that kind of put themselves as tech companies so even like postmate They're not profiting. They're billion-dollar companies that don't make money. So, like, Uber itself might... You never know. Like, there's a possibility that it's just going to go defunct. Really? Because a lot of times, they are offering these promotions that are kind of like a subsidy. So, Mm -hmm. like they're trying to attract you as the customer. So they're going to offer you 15% off so that you don't take the Lyft, but you have no brand loyalty to Uber or Lyft. You kind of just do whatever's cheapest.
1: Absolutely. Literally. I check both every time.
0: So there's this whole thing going on that like a lot of these big, huge tech companies are low key. Like you, everybody knows about them, but that doesn't mean that they actually are making money. They just have a lot of money. So there's, idea that like maybe we're gonna start like returning to kind of our old ways like instead of ordering food from an app like actually having to call the place and have them deliver it just because i don't know if we could
1: yeah i I just i see them more so tweaking the model though because there was but then
0: we'll have to pay more for it that's the thing is that i think we will rate that we're going now we can't, like, it will probably, like, I think Postmates is expensive. I don't like that shit. It h- hikes up my $8 burrito to be, like, a $19 burrito by the time it gets to my house. The
1: convenience is so worth it, though.
0: Yeah, but I also, like, I kind of miss, I don't know. Like, I'm not opposed to I doing absolutely some am. things. I say, like, the old school way, but no. I
1: feel like it's, like,
0: the normal way.
1: <laughs> like, when I go to Danielle's house, she still lives in the old school vibes of, like, there's nothing that delivers by her, so she has to call to order food. Mm-hmm. And like, I literally make her do it for me. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to talk to the people. And like, over the summer, when I would be at Penny's house, like, I'd make him call to order the Chinese food. Like, I didn't want to talk to them. Like, that shit is just like, I do not want to go back to that era. That's not, but I, yeah, I don't see us going backwards. It's we find new ways to make things work where even in the music industry, 10 years ago they were bleeding like they were losing money out of the fucking ass because the digital era was just killing them and it took a little trial and error and some time but they found a way to completely once again monopolize the music industry and just pour money back into their pockets so I'm more than sure that all of these tech apps and shit that honestly just add convenience to our lives they're not gonna get rid of convenience they're gonna find ways to make it more profitable that's all that's gonna happen and we may end up paying more
0: I think with that, though, there's definitely going to be some sort of counterculture of people that are oh, yeah. going to totally just... I, I feel like in some ways, maybe not via, like, mixtapes necessarily, because the, how the fuck are we going to play those? But I think that more, like, the local shows are going to happen and people just putting on music for their community and, like there will be huge artists that we might not in LA know about, but that, and this probably already happens now that are blowing the fuck up in like Minnesota or oh, yeah, something that's and ours, are huge. Yeah. And like, I, I think that we're going to, there's going to be a lot more of that. And I think that there's going to be less of the mainstream just because it's so many people. That I mean, can... we
1: are oversaturated right now, but it's so much easier now too. I don't know, but harder at the same time.
0: Who knows? I feel like also it's easier and harder to connect with people that have the same interests as you. Because since like everybody that you know immediately might not listen to the same shit as you, mm-hmm. there's a community out there that does, and you just have to find them. But there's also so many different communities now. Like, where the fuck are they?
1: I mean, it's kind of cool. There's so many different communities. You're always going to find a place to fit in now somewhere online or wherever. But yeah, all right, well, we're in an hour. We can go if we want. Oh, I was going to say I met a few cast members. Remember that show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that I was raving about earlier this yes. year? <laughs> One I met the
0: people of Les Covina. Yes,
1: I met two of the cast members this week in a Dipperstein's house party and Oh shit, he lit. Yeah, and I was so Does he awkward. Live here? Yeah, he lives in uh like Laurel, Laurel Canyon Boulevard.
0: Oh, why did I really feel like he didn't live out here?
1: Rosenberg doesn't, but Dip, he's a LA guy to the core, although he's from Philly, but it was, yeah, purely awkward. I wanted to be like super cool girl at a party. And I was, cause like me and Mike were like the only like hip hoppy people. Everything was like super white Hollywood there. Oh, and Rosenberg shit. was there. Um, so I tried to be cool and I kind of like, not, geeked out's not the word, but like I got so awkward Marissa that I was just like, oh my God, like I was telling my therapist, I'm just like the main girl in the show. Oh my God, Marissa, <laughs> yeah, it was so cringey. It was so cringe. <sighs> and like, I said it as the one cast member was introducing me to another cast member and they were in a circle of all their friends. So I said it in front of like so many people and then after i said it i was like in my head i'm like i hate myself Martha, so much.
0: what would you do if somebody came up to you and said that
1: <laughs> <laughs> what that, i told my therapist i'm just like you yeah i don't know <laughs> it's not i mean that's probably creepier at least i was just saying i'm like a television character that yeah. many other people related to <laughs> not but, like actual you yeah but it just made it like but the girl that i was saying she wasn't there it was like two guys from the show so i was just telling them i'm much like the main character but like that was probably not the way to, like, be cool and be friends with them because <laughs> they were like, okay, cool. And I was like, okay, cool. So <laughs> cool. And Mike's
0: like, who the fuck are these <laughs> people?
1: Well, Mike was sitting down and then we, like, party with Donald Glover's brother for the rest of the night. He was cool. He looks just like his brother.
0: So you thought it was him? No. <laughs>
1: but I was looking, I was like, yo, you, why, like, why the fuck do you look so familiar? He's like, my brother's Donald. I was like, oh, literally same exact face. Totally different body shape. I hope Same he case. said
0: Glover and not just my brother's Donald
1: because No, he said Donald Glover, because if he would have said my brother's Donald
0: Except you n- wouldn't think he's Donald Trump's brother. Oh, I, I, would've, I would've oh I would have said Donald Glover's
1: brother. <laughs> I would have said because 'cause I'm a nerd. But anyway, all right, let's go. M E I A podcast at gmail.com at Joyce Adams on Instagram and Twitter. That's Adams with a Z, not an S. And Marissa Mendez Instagram on Twitter, that's Marissa with one S. And Marissa Explains on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Ooh, Mendez with a Z
1: thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) and we'll holla at y'all next week bye